You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, November 21st. I'm Donald Ware. We wrapped up week 12 in HBCU football. And uh, so before I even get into talking about week 12, today's podcast is going to uh, is going to serve for uh, Manic Monday. It's going to serve for Takeaway Tuesday. It's going to serve for Hump Day Wednesday as it is Thanksgiving week. So we're going to get all of this wrapped up today and talk with you next Monday. But we're going to try to get as much in today as possible. And of course, for updates, you can always log on to our website at BoxToRow.com. Also follow us on Twitter at BoxToRow. So let's take a look at the scoreboard. Alabama A&M defeated Texas Southern 24 to 20. So Texas Southern dropped the prime opportunity. If Texas Southern had won that football game, it would have created, uh, it could have, uh, let me let me say it could have created a tie for Texas Southern. And, and if you're Texas Southern, you get to that point, Alabama A&M had been on a losing streak. You got to win that football game. As a matter of fact, Texas Southern had a, like a, um, I think it was a 20 to three lead in like the third quarter and couldn't close it out. That's, that's just bad if you're Texas Southern. I mean, you're fighting for the Western Division crown and you're playing a team that's reeling. And so that's a tough break for Texas Southern. Jackson State defeated Alcorn State 24-13. to In this game, Travis Hunter caught a touchdown pass. Um, he also returned an interception for a touchdown. He's uh, one of our HBCU National Players of the Week. Alcorn State. Out uh, last game of this season for the Braves had an opportunity to possibly be in that Western Division race, but that was going to be a, an uphill battle for Old Corn State. And give the Braves some credit uh, for playing it actually pretty close. Florida A&M defeated Bethune Cookman forty-one to twenty, but the Rattlers out of the FCS playoffs, and I'm going to tell you why uh, that is the case a little bit later on. In an absolute shocker. Mississippi Valley State defeated Prairie View A&M 27-7. All Prairie View A&M had to do was win this football game. Prairie View A&M would have locked up the SWAC's Western Division. You get all the way to this point in the season, Mississippi Valley State had only won one football game all year. Remember on Friday, we talked about all of these tiebreaker scenarios. If it was a four-way tie or a three-way tie or a two-way tie, and all of it would have been a mute point if Prairie View A&M had won the football game. Prairie View A&M did not. And so Prairie View A&M is going to need some help. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. North Carolina Central ends its regular season on a good note, defeated Tennessee Tech 22-20. We already know that the Eagles are in the Celebration Bowl. The only other, the, the Eagles are the only other MEAC team to participate in the Celebration Bowl. It's been A&T when A&T was in the MEAC, and it's been North Carolina Central. And of course, the winner of the Jackson, the SWAC championship game between Jackson State and whoever the winner of the Western Division is will represent uh, the, uh, the SWAC in Atlanta. Howard winning a share of the MEAC championship, defeated Morgan State 35-6. to And the way that the MEAC does 
it's championships if each team has the same amount of losses or the same conference record, then the MIAT determines that there is a tie between those two schools, even though North Carolina Central defeated Howard uh, head-to-head. That's the way that the MIAC does it. So Howard and North Carolina Central share the title. Delaware State fell to Campbell 34-7. It seemed like a promising season for Delaware State, who was 4-2 and two at one time, lost four of its last five football games. Norfolk State ends the season on the right foot, defeats South Carolina State 42-38 in Orangeburg. What a... I, you know, it was a tough season, obviously, for Norfolk State. I never saw South Carolina State season coming, okay? You come off winning the HBCU National Championship, defeating uh, Jackson State in Atlanta last year, and with all, basically everybody coming back, and it just didn't happen for South Carolina State a lot of, a lot, uh, but I think Buddy Pugh and his staff are going to rebound and be, be back in contention uh, next year. North Carolina A&T loses the Big South Championship game to or would amount it to the Big South Championship game to Gardner-Webb 38-17. So the Aggies season is over and it snapped a seven-game winning streak. Tennessee State ends the season on the right foot, defeated Texas A&M Commerce 22-14, but it was a struggle for Tennessee State uh, who had who at one time was had started the season out not great and then rode off three straight victories but then uh, it just went downhill for Tennessee State, but good to see the Tigers ending the season on the right foot. Hampton falling to Townsend, 27-7, to so Hampton ends the season 4-7 and seven overall, 1-7 in CAA play. Fayetteville State got walloped by Delta State, 51 to nothing in the first round of the Division II playoffs, and it was Virginia Union falling to Wingate, 32-7, to in Richmond in the first round of the Virginia or of the uh, division two playoffs. So let's talk a little bit about some of the scenarios. Let let me start with, with Florida A&M. And it's unfortunate that the Rattlers didn't make the FCS playoffs. Unlike last year. Okay. Uh, And there, there are a couple of reasons. Okay. You start the season off. Owen two losses to Jackson state or uh, to Carolina to start the season, then a, a loss to Jackson State and got walloped uh, at that by Jackson State. You win nine straight, right? That would indicate to me nine and two record, nine straight wins, hot team, that you would you would have an opportunity to make the FCS playoffs with an at-large berth. And we're going to take it out of the equation. Those teams that made the FCS playoffs with at-large berths, could Florida A&M have been over some of those teams, maybe. But this is what I'm going to look at. After the loss to Jackson State, okay, Florida A&M defeated Albany State. I mean, in the committee's eyes, it's a Division II win, even though Albany State has a good program. Then a win over Alabama A&M, losing record. Mississippi Valley State, losing record. South Carolina State, losing record. Grambling State, losing record. Arkansas Pine Bluff, losing record. Southern, that was a good win. Alabama State, solid win. And then the victory in the Florida Classic over Bethune-Cookman. I think if South Carolina State had had a better season, okay, um, that may, I don't know, that may have helped, but but the, the 
you know, the, the swag just hasn't been, you got Jackson state and then you almost have everybody else, right? Jackson state's obviously at the top. Then you, then Southern, you know, Prairie View A&M, right? That's about it. I mean, Texas Southern had a solid season. Um, you look at, I mean, you know, Alcorn State was was okay, uh, but that but that was it. And unfortunately, um, that is what really hurt Florida A and M was that the conference, I think, as a whole, just wasn't very strong this year. I think if South Carolina State had been a little bit better, also maybe it could have helped the Rattlers. But the Rattlers, unfortunately, out of the FCS playoffs, and you can make a justification for why that is. Secondly, Prairie View a and Listen, it's hard to win football games. I'm not going to sit back and try to pretend. It's hard to win in college football. I understand that. But if you're Prairie View A&M, and they've played the way you've played for the majority of the season, and Mississippi Valley State has played the way it's played. Now, Valley's played tough. Look at the game last week. I mean, you know, Southern Southern didn't blow Mississippi Valley State away. Valley played. Valley plays hard. There's no doubt about it. But if you're Prairie View A&M, and all you got to do is win a football game, that's what you do. Look at Howard and Morgan State. Howard needed to beat Morgan State to get a share of the MEAC championship. Howard and Morgan State have played, it's been playing much better as of late. It's had a pretty solid season, all things considered. Howard did not fool around with Morgan State, blew Morgan State out. That if you're Prairie View AM, you got to do the same thing. So now what happens is this. Whereas the, the Bayou Classic or the, the, the game between Southern and Grambling didn't mean, wouldn't have meant a whole lot other than bragging rights for those particular or those two universities. Now, if Southern wins that game over Grambling, which you never know, right? Grambling hasn't played well. Southern has played pretty well. Southern wins the Western Division. Both teams would have the same rec conference record, but Southern beat Prairie View A&M head-to-head, and it wasn't even close. You know, Prairie View A&M, you got to be kicking yourself right now, knowing you had an opportunity to represent, to defend your Western Division championship. Now, Grambling, this is a robbery game. Anything could happen. What happened to PV with Mississippi Valley State, even though I don't think it's the same thing, uh, because I think Grambling is much better, you know, than Valley is, and playing much better, obviously, right now. Uh, well, not that Grambling's had a great season, but it's similar in the fact that Southern should win that football game, but this is a rivalry game, and uh, so therefore... You'd have a situation where, um, it you know, (laughs) Southern wins, Southern is in. That's the bottom line in terms of the SWAC championship game and representing the Western Division. And wouldn't that be something if Eric Dooley, Eric Dooley won back as a a head coach, won back-to-back SWAC Western Divisions in 01 with Prairie View A&M, in an old, uh, in a, uh, excuse me, 21 with Prairie View A&M and 22 with Southern. Our other HBCU National Player of the Week is Quentin Williams, the quarterback for Howard. He threw a touchdown pass, threw a couple actually, rushed for a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown pass in that football game. 
And so, um, listen, Howard ends, ends the season on a good note. Um, Got to give the Bison credit winning four of, it, of, of their last four of their last five football games. So give the Bison credit there. Um, and gets to say, hey, we shared a conference championship. All right. So congratulations to the Bison. We had Larry Scott on the program, the Howard Head football coach, um, this past weekend. As a matter of fact, if you m- missed that conversation, uh, you can check it out. Uh, on our Box to Row podcast on the BoxToRow.com, um, BoxToRow.com website. So really, uh, you know, you still got some more football to play. Uh, we'll have, of course, a little bit later or uh, later on today, depending upon what time you watch or view this, uh, or listen, watch or listen to this podcast, the um uh, HBCU coaches and media polls, no division two poll, the division two, the next division two poll will come out on Tuesday, December the 20th. So that's going to wrap it up for the HBCU football daily podcast for the week. Remember we're off the rest of the week. Maybe catch up on some of the podcasts. You can on our website at box Also uh, at iHeartMedia.com or wherever you get your podcast, you can also watch on the Box to Row YouTube page. You also have, in addition to Southern and uh, Grambling, um, you have, um, uh, who else is playing? Pine Bluff is playing, ooh, I, I got to look that up. I'm sorry, but I, I, I should know um, this information off the top of my head because it was the team, the other team that had the bye week. But Pine Bluff is playing... Alabama State. That's right. It's Alabama State hosting the Turkey Day Classic against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Listen, I want you to have a great rest of the week. I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, spending time with your family. I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and I'll talk with you next week.